So why do some people fully heal while others relapse, whether that is back into an illness or some type of addiction? This week on the Sovereign Woman Movement Show, we've been talking about this subject matter. And yesterday we looked at self-efficacy and what that relates to getting better and bringing the healing circle full home. Today, we're going to be addressing a second aspect of why we have low efficacy. And that has to do with isolation and social media. Satnam, beautiful goddesses. I am Jyotira Jikor, and I help overachieving black and brown women heal their inner wounds, their inner child wounds, reprogram their subconscious mind so that they can clear ancestral karmic cycles of lack and abuse in their lineage. And this is our movement. Hello and good morning, beautiful goddesses. Thank you so much for being here, Marilyn. Brianna, how are you, sweet love? Thank you so much for catching this live on Instagram if you're here joining us. And for those that are catching the replays on the podcast, I always just want to say thank you. I appreciate you dearly. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for sharing with your community. And for those on Instagram, make sure that you do hit the notification bell so that you are notified every time I do go live as these do get produced and published here live first on Instagram. So this week, ladies, we have been talking about why some people fully recover, fully heal while others relapse. And it relates to, of course, illness, but also relating to even addiction and realizing that we are in very interesting times where there are a lot of things going on that are causing people to either become ill, whether that is physical, mental, or perhaps even going to addictions. And now yesterday I shared with you all a lot of the teachings that I myself have integrated from my recent, well, from my Kundalini Yoga experience as a teacher, but also from my recent training. I'm now in a two-year program to become a certified Kundalini Yoga therapist, where I will be able to work with people with deep traumatic issues, uh, people that are going through deep health conditions like cancers or diabetes, and those that perhaps are in their last stages of life to be able to help them enter or exit into from this uh, life into into the next with a more sovereign attitude and so i've been learning a lot about the science of healing the science of energy and understanding why some people fully heal or not, and not and yesterday we talked about self-efficacy which is the foundation means it's actually a term that was coined by a uh, Stanford uh, psychologist and he basically looked at several different patients of all different types of diseases whether they were cancer diabetes and even mental instabilities like depression and anxiety and what they realized is that across the board in order for someone to fully heal fully bring the healing circle back home and also not perhaps relapse in some type of addiction, there was this basic psychological effect that needed to take part within the individual. And that is what is related to self-efficacy. Self-efficacy is very different, like I explained yesterday, than self-esteem. Self-esteem is believing that you're awesome and you can do something, but a lot of people that have high self-esteem, they don't necessarily take action. They maybe are all talk, but they don't walk the talk, right? Self-efficacy is very, very different. Self-efficacy is your belief 
that you having the belief that your behavior, your actions actually make an impact on your life. For example, if a doctor were even to prescribe you a pill, if you did not believe that you taking that pill would make a difference in your health condition, then you probably A, wouldn't take it, or B, you would take it and it would cause no effect on you. And so yesterday we talked about how a lot of us have very low self-efficacy as it relates to believing that natural holistic pathways like meditation can actually heal us fully. And this is especially true for black and brown women, because a lot of the times we don't see leaders in the holistic field, black and brown, that are actually showing us holistic ways to heal through yoga, through meditation, which is exactly what I teach. So if you yourself and your lineage have never been around or seen someone that has healed through holistic methods, it becomes more difficult for you to actually believe that that will actually make an impact in your life. And this is very true, especially, like I said, for the cultures of black and brown uh, individuals. Now, what we talked about yesterday is a specific meditation that I teach that I've been sharing, and especially as part of my therapeutic uh, programs, my one-on-one -on -one coaching that I do with those that are healing emotionally, especially as it relates to inner child wounds, and also part of the upcoming Sovereign Woman Academy, which I'll be relaunching again this year, an eight-week group coaching program for overachieving Black and Brown women who are ready to really heal their emotional inner child wounds, create prosperity in their life, and clear any abuse and lack cycles in their lineage, and their ancestral lineage. And so we talked about this meditation that had been basically tested or across the line with many different individuals. Most of them were dealing with really serious illnesses, such as cancer, such as AIDS, such as diabetes, really threatening, life-threatening um, uh, situations. And what we found out through that meditation is that across the board, 100% of the time, this meditation, when practiced one time, one time, 100% of the patients uh, significantly increased their self-efficacy, meaning their belief that they would actually be able to make an impact on their life, on their health, based on the actions they were taking, which was medication, which was meditation. And so what happened is that what they were able to do through Kundalini Yoga therapy is that instead of prolonging the death of someone, which is what pharmaceuticals actually do, what they were doing is they were healing the individual. They were bringing the healing circle back home because they worked on the psychological aspects of the illness. And when we don't work on the psychological aspects of the illness, it is very, very easy to come back and relapse, whether getting that disease again, or that it is, has to do with the addiction. So yesterday we spoke about why we don't have self-efficacy, how there are pathways like meditations to help us. Today, we're going to talk about the second aspect of healing that is a huge roadblock for many individuals in increasing their self-efficacy as well as healing and bringing the healing circle back home. And today we're talking about specifically isolation and social media. And this is a very important subject matter and social media falls under technology and also your phone or being exposed to technology in general. Now, one of the things that we know in therapy as a, as a kundalini yoga therapist is that illness does not happen in isolation and neither does recovery. What I mean by that is that illness starts also, it, it begins also based on your environment, right? <clears throat> now, if there's a caveat to this, it, caveat to this. If you are consistently isolated, 
it is proven now scientifically that you have a higher rate or susceptible rate of becoming ill, whether that's depression, whether that's anxiety, whether that is uh, a physical illness, because we know, scientists know, that community and being part of a community, being around other people is just as important as food and shelter, right? And so what we now realize is that isolation also creates a longer pathway as it relates to recovery. That those that actually are around other human beings or have a support system actually recover much faster. Now, isolation does, in a way, create the disease because if you are not around other human beings or if you are in a home where there is a lot of chaos, where there is a lot of war, where there's a lot of fighting and battlegrounds, then that in itself causes you to isolate yourself, which then can create the illness. So what we have discovered through a lot of the therapeutic uh, process of looking at individuals that were ill in Kundalini Yoga therapy is that it is vital. It is important. And this is what I do when I work on my one-on-ones. I ask about the environment. I ask about their support system so that they have somebody that they can actually talk to about the experiences that they're going through, and even perhaps somebody that they can actually meditate with, somebody that they can actually practice their sadhana with, so that they can, in fact, move more deeply into the healing journey and not allow the isolation to actually create more of the illness. Now, this gets even deeper, and this is where I really want to talk about today as it relates to our children and social media and technology. Now, I don't know if you all knew, but every time you get a a notification on your phone, whether somebody liked your photo, you got a DM, or even an email, or something, some type of uh, notification where you need to go look at your phone. What that does is that it actually creates dopamine in the brain. So it's very, very similar to even when you drink alcohol or you gamble. So what we're realizing is that we are a society that is addicted. And the sad part is that our children, it's like we just opened up the cabinet of vodka for them to be drinking it because we're allowing our children, especially very young, five, six, seven years, eight years old, when their brains are still developing, we're allowing them to have access to these technologies that are then giving them the false dopamine, which then causes them to become addicted, addicted to the actual phone. And what that does is that we are creating, we are raising children that believe that instead of feeling their emotions or going and reaching out to you as their parent, to a friend, as a mentor or as help, what they're doing is that they're numbing their emotions and that they're going to the phone for the dopamine and that they are in fact becoming addicted to that manner of dealing with whatever they're dealing, which is what it's doing. It's it's actually isolating them isolating them from a community, from the help that they truly need to feel like they're part of something, which in turn is creating high levels of anxiety and depression in our children. We are seeing a very high rate of suicides. We are seeing a very high rate of overdoses. And what a lot of these are very young children, children, kids that basically feel that they're not enough, that don't feel like they're part of something. And all of this, we as parents need to start to become more aware and lead the way in example, first of all, in healing ourselves and setting boundaries in how they themselves access this technology. 
And I'll give you a perfect example. My son is uh, 16 years old. My older one is 22 years old. He went through Kundalini yoga teacher training with me and he did it as a therapeutic form for himself. So he doesn't necessarily teach, but he absolutely meditates. He's a yogi. He works out every day. He recently uh, founded a, a nonprofit organization last year. I could not be more proud of this human being. My 16-year-old, same situation. I remember one time, and I've shared this with you before, where I asked my meditation, my teacher, I asked my Kundalini yoga teacher, how can I get my son to meditate more, my younger one? Because I knew, I knew that the access to the technology, what it was doing to the brain, and I just wanted him to do it. At that point, I had just recently started to be really consistent with my daily practice myself. And my teacher told me something that I will always take with me. And he said, don't tell him to meditate. You do it yourself. They'll watch and then they'll ask and want to do it. And that is exactly what happened. As I continued to do my daily practice, he became interested. He became curious. Sure, because he probably saw the changes within me. And as he became curious, I myself sat down with him and we looked at his numerology, tantric numerology, and we prescribed him a beautiful sadhana. It has been now more than six months where he has been practicing a daily meditation every single day. And even if he's like Cinderella, where if it's close to midnight, he'll be practicing at 11 o'clock, but he never misses his meditation practice every single day. The changes that I've seen in him have been tremendous. He is a leader in his own way. And I'll share with you another story so you understand how important community and, and, and being able and having a community to be part of your recovery is crucial. We also have a family member who is going through a very serious addiction, and he's very young, very, very young. And we were in Vegas a couple of weeks ago, and my husband was saying how we really need to, he received the message through intuitive guidance that we really needed to help and we needed to intervene. And there's so many young people that are going through really serious addictions that is something that we really need to talk about instead of trying to tuck it under the rug. And so my, I suggested to my husband that I would go and speak to his mother and that I would volunteer to meet with this young man weekly as a type of therapy to see if we can help him uh, release his addiction and help him really heal with trauma because there's a lot of trauma that's involved with this. Obviously, we know that when you are going through addiction, there's serious trauma too. And so my husband actually took it a step even further. And he said, you know, I think we can do something more. And what he's been doing, and I am just so proud of him. And I've already seen the differences in only two days because I just started doing this this week. He actually, he owns a construction and landscaping company. And so what he decided is that he would uh, tell his mother to drop off our, our family member at the gym. And so he gets up in the morning at 4.30 in the morning with my two other sons, my 22-year-old and my 16-year-old. They get up in the morning. They go and they meet our family member at the gym at 4.30. At 5 o'clock, they start working out. And they start working out because we know movement and all of the different chemicals that are exuded out of your body from working out is amazing. But movement and working out is not the only way you can move. You can do this through chanting, through mantra. You can do this through breath, right? So they meet at the gym every morning. They work out for an hour. They come back home all together. They meditate. My husband sits and meditates with our young friend, with our young family member. And my two boys sit and meditate with our young family member. The first day was difficult. It wasn't easy. When you are going through an addiction and you are, it's like detoxification. So he actually even threw up. But my 
my husband and friend and, and son were there to support him through the process. Today, this morning, the reason I was a little bit late is because they came home to eat breakfast. And this morning they went, they worked out, they came home and they meditated together. We had breakfast and our young family member after only two days said, you know, being around you guys has really changed my perspective. I really actually want to mature. I really want to be healthy again. He said this to them after only two days. Now what's key here is that when he goes back to his home environment, that that home environment actually reflects the same environment that we're showing him here. And so what we've done is that made sure that also his mother is involved and that she doesn't tell him to meditate, that she herself meditates, that she picks five minutes a day so that he can see what she's doing and so that she can heal herself as well so that the feeling circle comes back home. Yes, ladies, it is so beautiful. I am so proud of my husband and my two boys. And my son, my husband tells me, tells me how my youngest one, the 16-year-old, is showing him around on the gym, telling him what to do, telling him, you know, guiding him through the gym, step by step, right, little by little, which is why I'm telling you all, you know, my, my son is a leader in his own way. He's not part of the rest of the group where people are followers or they're going through high anxiety or they're going through depression. These are the results and the effects because we knew it wasn't going to be enough for him to just hear someone talk to him. He needs the work. He needs community. He needs guides and mentors that can show him the other aspect. So yes, I am beyond proud of my husband and my two sons. And I share this with you all because it's a journey. It's a journey where we all need each other. We need each other as a community. We need each other, especially as women. Because first of all, you'll realize you're not crazy and that you're not alone. And second of all, you can use each other as an energy support system. So you can raise each other's frequency. And you know, that's one of the things we always do inside of Satori Wellness. Tonight is our psychotherapy on steroids, A Course in Miracles. The first thing I ask all the time is what is your level of frequency from zero to 100? No judgment. We chat it, we put it down. And then the intention is that when we leave from our one hour commune, that our frequency has been raised, even if it's by one or two or three, but it has been raised so that we don't get stuck in those dark nights of the soul. And the reason that is, is because people that are ill, and we shared, we talked a little bit about this yesterday, whether it's mental instability, whether it's a cancer, whether it's diabetes, they isolate themselves automatically because they don't want to be a burden. They don't want to talk about the problem. They don't want to keep repeating the story to people. And so they isolate themselves, which then causes what? The recovery to be longer and longer. And think about what's happening right now with the pandemic, with the how sad, and I was going to call it a pandemic because that's what it is. How sad is it that these individuals that are so sick then are put into a room where they're not allowed to be around anyone else can you imagine what that does to the recovery? It makes sense. People go, it's the mind, right? It's the whole feeling alone and not feeling like you're part of anything. So this is very important for us to take initiative as parents. First of all, you need to look at awareness and look at your children because literally we are raising a, a, a society of addicted children. They are addicted to the telephone. They are addicted to the technology. Starts with us, ladies, as parents. Number one, not bypassing our own healing, setting the example so that they could do what we do, not do what we tell them to do. Because we all know children don't 
listen that way. They watch and then they copy. And so as parents, and especially as women, we are the leaders in our home. When we are not in our satnam, everything around us falls apart. We carry our relationships and our aura. And when you don't know who you are and you bypass your own healing, the effects are of your community, which is your home, people around you, your family, they're going to feel that effect. We all have moments where we need to be nurtured or we need that moment to cry. I'm not talking about being strong all your life because that's not what I'm talking about at all. What I'm talking about is to know that the healing journey is an everyday event, an everyday event. It's not just when you feel like it or when you don't, that the inner work of SWC, which is what I teach inside of Satori, is a priority above and beyond anything. Because we ourselves are the only ones that can turn this ship around. We ourselves are the only ones that can create a community inside of our home so that our children feel that they're part of something, so that our children don't suffer, and so that our children do not become addicted to other substances, not just technology, but to the other sub millions of substances that are out there consistently trying to get their attention. So isolation and being part of a community are both very important factors to take into effect, to take into consideration as it relates to increasing your self-efficacy. You must learn to be part of a community and you must do this for your own well-being and you must do this for your children's well-being. And that is why our community at Satori Wellness and Spirituality is so sacred to me because we literally are an ecosystem of women, of energy that come together. We vibrate the same. Many times we're going through the same things. And we're also there to support each other and hold each other in space and hold each other and see each other in the beautiful way that we really truly are. And we all need that in our life. So you want to know a little bit more about the SWC method that I actually teach inside of Satori and our virtual community, because that's exactly what it is of beautiful goddesses. You can check out, actually, you have until March 3rd to join us. Right now, it is open enrollment until March 3rd. So I'm going to give you a different link where you can go actually sign up for this month's collective of classes. You can go to veronicabarriganiam.com forward slash enroll. That's pretty easy, right? veronicabarriganiam.com forward slash enroll. And as you go to this link, you'll be able to sign up. You can join us on a monthly membership or you can pay for the year. And this month we're working on detoxification and purification. So we're working on cleansing body, mind, and spirit, bringing in a beautiful professional astrologer guest speaker this month as well, Lupe Terrones. I'm so excited. It's a new moon, very prosperous new moon. She's going to be uh, bringing her magic to share with all of us. And all of these different classes are included in your membership. And they're all intentionally put out. This is why I cut out the registration on the third, because you really, really need to integrate them in the order that they're coming. It is a big, beautiful intention. It's not just done has thrown something on the wall. So you, we literally are working on a specific energy work that takes us to the end result. Last month, we worked on sacred relationships. And let me tell you, I, for me, I mean, I practice with all of you and everything in my relationship changed with everything. And it's just been such a beautiful honor to continue to share space with these goddesses. So you can check out that link. It is until the third that you can join us for this month. So make sure you do take advantage of that before tomorrow.
And so tomorrow we're going to continue this conversation on self-efficacy. How do we increase our self-efficacy? We looked at meditation yesterday. We, today we looked at community, which is very, very important. And tomorrow we're going to look at the third aspect of self-efficacy. How do we increase this so we don't relapse, so we don't go back to the diseases that were once there? I just want to say thank you all. Looking forward to tonight, Diane. Yes, me too. Today is going to, tonight's uh, chapter is deep, the justice of God. So you can only imagine. Uh, Rukia, thank you. It really, I was crying a lot this morning. Um, you can ask Lizzie because I had to text them and tell them that I was just very emotional in a way where I felt the love of God in my heart. I felt the grace of God in my heart. It must be also because I'm purifying and detoxifying. And then with all the different kriyas and meditations, I just feel so at peace. Like life is joyful. Life is supposed to be magical like this. And to see my boys and my husband do this, I, maybe that's a big part of it because it really opened my heart on what we need to be addressing. You know, a lot of the times I go out and, and I help so many other individuals in the world and and I bypass my own family sometimes, you know, because those were that's where the real work is. And so they really taught me a lot about, about being there as a community for others. So this week has been really, really magical. Lizzie, yes, it is very beautiful. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I am very, very proud of these boys and just, just the work that it's doing for them. They're feeling grateful. They're feeling happy. It's not just, it goes both ways, you know, as, as you do something for someone else, you yourself start to feel really amazing about yourself and about your life. So I, I see it in, in, in both ways and it's an, it's an honor. Uh, Lizzie says, men need healing just as much as women. Yes, 100%, 100% ladies. And you know, for myself and my husband, we, we have, he has his daily practice. He also, we also once a week, every Friday, we practice a, a Kriya together. It's actually a Kriya that's for relationships, for marriages. And we started to do this because we know that we're both growing and we want to stay in the same frequency. So him and I have a, that's like our weekly meditation that we actually do together. He has his own practice, very simple, uh, prescribed him a couple of meditations based on what he was going through. Like I told you, my son and my, both of my sons have that. I have a weekly appointment with my older one. We have a Friday coaching appointment with my oldest one, my youngest one. He's very involved in everything and, just very blessed that, that they're doing the work. That's the thing, you know, they're doing the work. That's why their lives are changing. It's not because they just are lucky. They, they wake up every day and they do the work and they work out and they do so many things. So that's a possibility for all of us ladies. And so it starts with our example, lead by example. And then I promise you that the magic will follow. I promise you hundred percent. Thank you, ladies, so much for your comments. Thank you for being part of this community. I love jumping on here and, and being able to share this with all of you. And thank you for sharing of your energy. It's just magical to be able to continue to do this. Let's use social media right, you know, because that's another thing. We can definitely feed the system with positivity, with content, with great content on uplifting each other. We don't have to be part of the, uh, of the lower frequencies. Let's feed the system with great things, education, especially for our culture, black and brown women who, who have to deal with some serious, serious deep issues as it relates ancestrally. But this is our time, ladies. This is a time of liberation, a time of freedom, a time of sovereignty. And I'm very grateful that you're all a part of the journey. Thank you for being here. 
We'll have the rest of the uploads for the podcast today. So check out the podcast so you can catch up if you missed yesterday's episode, which is really, really important. I will catch you all again tomorrow. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking about the third aspect of why we have low self-efficacy. Have a blessed rest of your day. Satnam, beautiful goddesses. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's Sovereign Women Movement Show podcast episode. Let's continue the conversation by joining me in my free training on how to heal emotionally and awakening spiritually, where I share with you my exact three-step framework, the SWC method on how to take your sovereignty back. So click on the link below and pick a time that works best for you. Also, follow me on Instagram at Veronica Bear again, I am, and also in our community page at Sovereign Woman Movement. I look forward in connecting with you there. Satnam.